not only do I want to embrace the ones that I have, but I want to be able to kind of hone them in. And the public speaking thing is for some reason is getting a, a lot of buzz and a lot of people have been asking me to come and speak their events. And I want to become a more chiseled, well-rounded speaker that just brings people in and allows them to love strengths-based development and love the message that this whole strengths theory is working. And it's amazing. And it's, even though it's so simple and it's such, it seems like common sense, not enough people are using it and applying it. So that's going to be my 2016 resolution is to really kind of sharpen my own talents. So when I get out there, I can convey a positive message clearly, accurately, and hopefully entertain the masses. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The One, the only, the greatest podcast on the planet Earth. That's right, folks. Thematics. My name is Andy Sokolovich. I am a Gallup certified strengths coach and the owner of a coaching practice, Unleash Strengths, nestled right here in the small Midwest town of Clinton, Iowa. Thematics is a podcast series designed to highlight the massive impact the Clifton Strength Finder assessment has had on now over 13 million people. For more information about the show, go ahead and shoot me an email, andy at unleashstrengths.com, or give me a ring, 815-441-2219. And be sure to cruise on over to unleashstrengths.com, hit that subscribe button, and for doing so, you'll get yourself a nice PDF copy of our ebook, Five Steps to Kickstart in Your Top Five, and also, you'll get the audio version of that book as well. My co-host is the one, the only, the amazing Grace LeConte. She is the owner of LeConte Consulting. You can find more information about Grace at LeConteConsulting.com. That's L-A-C-O-N-T-E Consulting.com. Grace provides strengths-based training to management teams and groups. Grace, happy new year. How are you doing? It's 2016 already. Can you believe it? I know. It went so fast. Last year just zoomed on by. Because 2015 was so instrumental in not only the show, but also both of our careers and the things that we're doing in our professional lives, wouldn't it be great to kind of go back and think through what happened to us in 2015? Absolutely. Absolutely. Not only will it be great, but we're going to make it happen. So today is a different episode of Thematics. Just Grace and I talking and reflecting back on the year that was 2015, and then revealing some of our plans moving forward in 2016. So one of the things we're going to do is we're going to break down, we have individual kind of bullet points or marks or points in our career, especially over the last year when we were doing this podcast, that we wanted to kind of highlight, highlight, excuse me. And the first thing we're going to talk about is the five things we've learned while doing this show. And chivalry is not dead, Grace. I will let (laughs) you go first as the lady. So go ahead and thank you, Andy. Bust out the five things. We have learned so much. Oh my goodness. So just because I have input in my top five doesn't mean that um, learning is something that's, I mean, it happens all the time anyway, but having input as a strength makes me want to collect things. And one thing I have been collecting is data about the show. Um, I did some research on where our guests came from and and all the countries that we've been able to hear from with our guests, but also the strengths that each of our guests has. And it's amazing. There's an overwhelming percentage of our guests that have strategic thinking strengths as opposed to the other three categories of the domains of leadership. So that's one thing I've learned. But I want to talk about a few other things that have really hit home with how this show has has affected me in the way that I see things. So first of all, This show, uh, Theme Addicts, has really helped me to deepen my understanding of my strengths. Mm. And what that means for me is that instead of StrengthsFinder being just a tool that I used at one point 
And I started to understand myself as a professional and as a mom, as a wife. Um, it's also deep and just an understanding of other people. And that's made huge difference for me in my consulting work because it gives me a platform from which to even out the playing field kind of and understand that my clients and my clients' clients, so medical doctors and also their staff, their patients, those clients' clients have certain strengths. And when there's challenges and difficulties and conflicts, it's so much easier to talk through those when we have a common language. So that's something I've been recognizing in myself, and it helps so much in building bridges with the work that I do. Mm. What about you, Andy? What's one thing that you've learned from doing the show? Well, my number one is that people love talking about strengths. And uh, if you listen to the show, you know I'm never really short on words, communication being up there <laughs> in my top five along with woo. So I really do enjoy connecting with new individuals and and people love talking about their strengths. And it's, it's amazing because sometimes when you go up to folks and you say, what are your talents? What do you do well? They maybe struggle to find that. And they're like, ah, I don't know. I mean, I do this okay. And But once they break that down and they actually reveal those top five, it, they just seem to blossom. And they come up with all these creative ways to talk about their individual talents, especially their top five, and how they're able to use it both personally and professionally. At first, when I started the podcast, before you even jumped on as my co-host, I was mm -hmm. concerned that people wouldn't want to talk about this. Like what? it was just maybe too well. You know, I didn't know. I didn't really have a very deep pool of of strengths-based enthusiasts around me. I had the one gentleman who really gave me the assessment and kind of pointed me in the direction that I'm on now. But I didn't really have a big network of friends that wanted to talk strengths. So I didn't know if there were people out there that wanted to do a podcast. And you even said that there was a time where you would you saw me on Facebook kind of begging people to be <laughs> yeah. on the show. And you and you said, oh, I'll be on the show. And we had a really good experience with your interview in episode number four. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, one of the things that I realized doing this podcast is that people absolutely, in capital letter, letters, love talking about their strengths. Yeah, it's so true. Okay, the second thing I've learned from being on the show is that I'm amazed at the opportunities that have come through working with Andy on this show. Thank you so much, Andy, for bringing me in to the the co-host role on Theme Addicts. I just can't even believe how much I've learned um, from being around people that have new products and services and experts in their own respective fields. We've had guests from all sorts of different industries and backgrounds and a lot of people who have even changed their career paths once they found out that they had a certain set of strengths. Right, Andy? No, it's, and it's my pleasure, it's Grace. Great. You brought in a whole new dynamic, but you're absolutely right. I mean, it's it is amazing what people, well, we'll talk about this a little later in the show, but something that's brand new on in Andy's world um, is a direct relation to the fact that I was able to become strengths aware and being strengths aware allowed me to pursue a new opportunity that I'll talk to you guys about later in the show. But yeah, yeah, okay, what's absolutely. your second point then? Strengths based development has helped people of all backgrounds. And this kind of ties into your number two, but we've interviewed people who were, you know, auto mechanics, dentists, I mean, uh, doctors, worked in the financial industry, people who were just out there doing the speaking circuits, kind of self help type stuff, people from all different walks of life, race, culture. And it's just amazing how strengths is a common language that they all speak. And there's even people that we've interviewed who had very 
um, tough accents to be communicate back and forth. But when we started talking about strengths, universally, those 34 themes, those talent themes were spoken clear as day and you could understand it just as well as I could. And then somebody on the opposite end of the globe, we could have a conversation. And, and I really think that's neat. That's a very cool part about strengths-based development. Yeah. One of the, my favorite things about being on the show has been meeting new people. And that's where I get to rev up my woo strength, which is not in my top five. It's in my top 10, though. And the opportunity just to hear about guests who have uh, connections. I mean, <laughs> you've heard a few in the last few episodes with uh, even Lisa Cummings. We had you know, a connection with our musical interests and other people. Uh, Brianna Hall, who lives in South Dakota, where I just moved from. I had just moved to Washington from there. So much fun to find out that we didn't know each other before the show, but then, oh man, we have this in common. So meeting new people and getting to connect with them through social media and other things has been really awesome. Yeah, absolutely. My number three, and I'm just going to call an audible here, and I just changed it actually real quick, is that strength <laughs> is fun. And this is something yeah. that for the longest time, I mean, when we look at tools like StrengthsFinder, Myers-Briggs, or Discs, a lot of time people just do not have fun with it that they take it, it's so serious. And so, and I guess, again, it depends on your top five, but just through my experience and 48 interviews, every person that we've had on the show as a guest, we've had fun talking about strengths. It's mm -hmm. an enjoyable process. So it's not a mundane, you know, black and white, you're this or you're that. It's really intricate and well-designed and people get excited about the opportunity to talk about it. And we get just excited about interviewing them, but we truly do have fun talking strengths. Oh, we so do. <laughs> I really love talking to you about just about anything, Andy. But when we talk about strengths, it just brings out a whole new level of understanding. And maybe that's part of my uh, ideation and input. But another thing that I love is something that is very low on my strengths list, and that's building relationships. I only have one relationship building strength in my top 10, and that's positivity. Woo! There you go. There's uh, not a lot of other empathy or connectedness or developer in my top 30. I mean, they're way low for me. So one thing I've learned a lot by being on this show is that we can connect with people and encourage and support them and share advice and feedback because we've been building a tribe of other strengths enthusiasts. And something that we absolutely love to do is connect with folks on social media through our Twitter's accounts and our Facebook group. We have a group for theme addicts. It's through Unleashed Strengths. And you can also, um, once you're a guest on our show, we invite you to come to a private group where we discuss different topics. But doing this has helped us to connect and really deepen relationships with people who are concerned about strengths and want to develop that more. Yeah, absolutely. I love that word tribe. I mean, that's uh, exactly what it is. And, and I'll say I learned something new from every single episode. And if you go back and you listen to them all, I think I acknowledge that every episode. Like, this is brand new, but what I'm able to do is learn from all of our guests and then apply that either in my personal life or professionally as a coach. And it's just amazing. You're right. They do. We support. I mean, how many times, Grace, yeah. have we ended a show and then like really the real gem of, of for you and I is that post-show commentary back and forth where we're <laughs> talking about different things. And all, we always have some kind of realization that they can help us, we can help them. And it's an it, it's like collaboration. And it's it really is. neat. Yeah, I mean, Lisa Cummings put me on to this. 
to this amazing uh, heroic public speaking to Michael Port and everything he's doing. And public speaking is something that I'm very passionate about and I want to learn. I want to be able to kind of fine tune that skill and that talent. So she put me onto something now I've kind of grown addicted to. So I'm, I'm digesting or binging all this information that he's putting out there and Michael Port's putting out there in his blog and his podcast. So it's amazing what happens when you really open up that web of connections and start communicating. And when you're communicating via Skype for the main purpose of recording a podcast, you can't help but share information. That's how it makes, that's how a podcast works. So yeah, it's really exciting. So true. I mean, we basically bounce things off each other, not just with you and me, Andy, but also with all our guests and even the people that connect to our guests that become involved in the conversation. Yeah, absolutely. It's just so awesome. Yeah, the last reason, the thing that um, has been so important to me in this past almost year of connecting with you, Andy, through the show is the fact that we've become collaborators and we are accountable to each other. Mm -hmm. And I never expected that when I first agreed to join the show, I was actually going through a cross country move. Well, halfway across from South Dakota to Washington state. It was kind of bad timing on my part. (laughs) (laughs) It was fine because it, it actually worked out really well. I was going through a transition personally and professionally and the first show that we recorded uh, was actually in a hotel room yeah. in Montana. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> really crappy uh, sound quality. But but the, the content of that was so much fun because I started to get a sense of the show's uh, rhythm and kind of what you were looking for in a co-host. And ever since then, I've really enjoyed collaborating and kind of being part of this this energy. And part of what I've really enjoyed um, in sharing with all of our guests and if you're listening, we so appreciate you being part of this is the fact that we can be accountable in our strength journey. And we're kind of like part of this larger global connected community where we can hold each other up and toward moving toward our goals. And I think that's just so, so important that we're not just separate people. We're actually all part of something really big. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, for me, looking at my top five with strategic, futuristic, woo, ideation, and communication, doing things alone is very difficult. And and you and I have talked about yes. this over and over and over <laughs> again. And podcasting is difficult. It's hard work. I mean, I'll go into a little bit later in the show about all the steps that we take to get this from, hey, I'm going to call you via Skype to, okay, now it's available at UnleashStrengths.com and iTunes and Spreaker and all these other different platforms. But it's hard work. And when I was doing it by myself, I was thinking, man, I was bogging myself down. So I had one or two options. I could either A, quit, just not, just be done with thematics and not pursue it anymore. Even though I loved it, it was just kind of you know draining me. Or two, bring on a co-host to at least take off some of that burden, some of that load, and then also add some a different dynamic to the show because you have ideas and concerns and questions for guests that would never pop into my head. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's great that you were able to join. And when I said I wanted to when I knew I wanted a co-host, you're the first person that popped in my mind because we had started talking way before that, just through our connections of both love of strengths, as well as some geographical connections where we grew up and things. So, so yeah, absolutely. I think the collaboration is key for sure. Now should we move on to the next topic on our top five things we're sharing with our guests on this episode? Yeah, absolutely. We're going to cover our four favorite lessons that we learned from our guests. We probably won't spend as much time on each single one of these, mm-hmm. um, but we're just going to cover. So these are lessons that Grace and I had taken away from our guests, and we hope that you may have learned the same lessons listening uh, as part of the audience. So go ahead, Grace, with your number one. Okay. I have learned to not burn out uh, when my 
brain gets the best of me. I remember uh, episode 24 with Khalil Patwa where we talked about adrenal fatigue and burnout. Mm. And there's some really important lessons that I learned in that episode about um, coming back to just harmony and calming my brain down so that I can connect with my physical environment, including my three beautiful children who miss their mommy when she gets in her brain too much. Yeah. <laughs> Great lesson there. Yeah, no doubt about that. That was a good episode 24 with Khalil. That's one. And even his voice, too, was kind of calming. <laughs> so not so only did soothing. he teach you how to kind of ground yourself and not burn out, his voice should be on like an audio track um, because <laughs> he had the he had like the whole I mean, he was well rounded as a coach, especially coming through with that message and the way he he taught us a little bit of everything. We talked about yeah. kind of grounding yourself via the elements and water too. So it was a very interesting and insightful interview. But one of the things that I learned is that strengths is not a race. I'm the rabbit in the race. I'm always the first one to just take off and run. And I may not even understand the direction that I'm heading in. I just know I have to move and move as fast as I can. And one of our guests actually said, you know, strengths is not a race. You have mm -hmm. to slow down. Take your top five, that's your starting point, absorb that information, and then understand that it's going to take years for you to mature to a point where you can look at things through a, a strengths-based lens and start applying these in your everyday life. So do not feel bad if you go and you take the assessment, you get your top five, and you do stuff in a desk drawer for a year because eventually it will resurface and you'll get to that point where I feel like I'm at now, where I'm making mature decisions based on my individual talents. No kidding. You're making mature decisions. What happened? I know. Mom, you'd be so <laughs> proud of me if you're listening. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> you're growing up. Yeah, actually, that's my one of my second things that I learned from our guests was that uh, our my job success in the past has been kind of rough. I've had rough time with different job opportunities, even though I'm super hardworking. I, I tend to just want to get toward the goal of whatever my role is, but I've failed. I've failed several times. And it's really hard for me to figure out the purpose behind it until I uh, was able to hear from Brianna Hall on episode 34. We had a similar experience of just having like too much intellection and being women in kind of a man's world sort of and the struggles that go with that. She, she and I resonated on the topic of how we can have job success and career success as women. And there was a moment in that show where we both got kind of teary eyed <laughs> just talking about what we had in common with that. But I have learned to look for the best in every opportunity and not to hold on to grudges and, um, you know, give up the bitterness that comes with failing at different opportunities and instead to find the good in it and um, to look for opportunities where your strengths can shine. So that's a huge lesson that I learned through talking with our guest on episode 34. Yeah, that was a good interview as well. And she was very artistic too. So yes, an artist. it's still kind of cool to follow her. You know, I'm linked up with her on, uh, I think LinkedIn, Facebook, I believe we're connected to. Mm -hmm. She's always posting amazing pictures of her art. But earlier when I said that strengths is not a race, that was a little gem that was dropped by Florence Hardy. And that's yes. actually going all the way back to episode number nine. So outside of 2015, but um, one that resonated with me and actually several of our guests have brought up that interview when she mentioned that. And that was a big realization for them that they now have permission to kind of take their time and strengths development. Yeah, Florence is based in Paris, France, actually. Correct, yeah. So we've got guests and friends from all over the world. Yeah, so my number two lesson that I learned from our guests really is, again, collaboration is key. And I touched on this before, but it's one of those things that keeps coming back. We hear these success stories like, well, I was struggling and then I found person B. I found, you know, my 
my yin to my yang. I found that other person, regardless if it was a spouse, a girlfriend, or a fellow strengths coach, or a, a fellow professional that helped me by balancing out my strengths and weaknesses. So they were strong where I was weak or had lesser talents, and then vice versa. So it was amazing that that collaboration element to strengths-based development keeps coming back again and again and again. So it must be important. It's so true. And actually, Andy, I've learned so much just by talking to you, even pre-show planning and post-show wrap-up. Um, you've given me so many tips on how to uh, divvy up the workload of being an entrepreneur so that you, you even gave me some secrets about your um, the behind the scenes of running a business that it's not just you. You actually have a whole connection, a world of connections that you draw on who have strengths in ways that you don't, right? Absolutely. That's how you build more, um, more of your business, yeah. Okay, so third thing I've learned really recent episode was Robin Zander, who was a circus performer and actually performed in a recent production in, in San Francisco uh, with a, uh, was it with a, uh, an opera, right? Yeah. I so he's, it. he's a performer, a dancer, and he's also a management consultant. And I just was so, I was wowed by his ability to connect different things together and to blend them into innovation. So he actually works with a dance innovation group that combines art, dance, technology, and business development, basically. <laughs> really awesome. And he's got some great, um, a great podcast of his own at robinzander.com. But just so cool to find other people that are doing great things by combining their strengths and abilities and kind of matching those to what the needs are in the world. Yeah. And that's leads into my number three is all people have amazing talent. And that's something that we yes. hear over and again. And Robin's a perfect example of that. I mean, who would ever have thought that somebody who had this amazing talent for dance, the performing arts, um, would be able to now help people in business development by using that same talent um, just to think about how his strengths allowed him to get to from point A to point B and how he was able to teach other people um, how to reach their point of success, however they determine or they vision that point of success to look like. Um, so yeah, it's a, it, all people have amazing talents and that's reframed the way I look at my interactions with everybody. So, you know, there's been some times where back in the day, Andy would hold grudges. I would always, you know, I would, if something, somebody burned me once, I just hold that grudge and everybody knows how unhealthy it is to hold a grudge long-term. But now that I'm strengths aware, I actually look at people and say, okay, why did they do that? Why did they say that? Or, you know, what actions did they take to upset me? And one, more likely it was not malicious. Number two, is there some talent there that I wasn't recognizing before because maybe it's not one of my talents? Mm -hmm. um, so that's that's been really insightful as well. So yes, all people, no matter who they are, have amazing talents. Sometimes you just gotta you gotta really concentrate and be more disciplined in your own view of who they are as an individual. So true. I actually have an exercise that I've created as part of my 15 day minimalist manager challenge. So it's an ebook that I came up with after having a really interesting experience spurred by some of our guests on the show, Kalil Patwa and also Chinaret Ranchutvit, yeah. um, where I spent 30 days actually trying to figure out how to minimize the, the stress and the, the frustration of being a manager, in my case, being an entrepreneur, being in charge of different business ventures, and also maximize my productivity. So I came up with different ways, but one of the exercises that helped so much, and I forced myself to do this on one day, was to figure out the difficult people in my life, the people that irritated me. And I picked five. <laughs> Believe it or not, there are five people that irritate me. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I listed um, what irritates me and kind of the the core problem that I think exists and, you know, kind of what bothers me about that. But then the the strength that comes out of that, like what is it about that irritation that's actually a strength that I should be looking at as a lesson? And it totally, totally changed my perspective on that person, those, those five people. It helped me to appreciate them so much more. And so now when I have interactions with those five people, it helps and you're not one of them, by the way, Andy. Yeah, sweet. Good. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Others. <laughs> but it, it's just such a good reframing perspective. Um, mm-hmm. Just like you said, the diversity helps us to grow. And uh, that all people have something to offer, even if it doesn't seem like it. Okay, the fourth lesson that I've learned uh, with our guests is that uh, we all kind of meld our personalities and our knowledge and our skills into kind of a magic spice with strengths. So Amr Allah in Egypt has really been inspirational for me. He was in episode 47. He was a dentist in Egypt who had the potential to make a ton of money. And he decided that once he became strengths aware, he changed his entire career and is now working with teams in Egypt and actually around the world Mm -hmm. to become more productive and to work together in ways that they couldn't before. So, so inspirational. And I just love the fact that we have contacts from all over the world. Since I grew up in the country of Italy, I have friends in China and India, and it's just kind of expanded my worldview by having guests from so many different countries. Yeah. And a lot of, you know, if you delve deep into the books of self-help and everything you hear, you know, just sometimes they'll say, well, just if you're not happy with your job, leave it and move on. But that's not what we teach really as strength coaches. We teach you necessarily, you don't, not everybody has to do what Amar did and just say, I'm going to pursue something that has more aligned with my strengths. I'm going to leave my practice of dentistry, which took an amazing amount of, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Expertise? No, you, you do something. It was courageous courage. There you go. Uh, you t- <laughs> it took an amazing amount of courage for him to up and leave the practice of dentistry and then pursue a different career that was more in line with his talents. Now, not everybody has to do that in order to be successful in using strengths to kind of build on their self as a person. You can learn in a job that you're in to, to leverage your natural talents and make that job more enjoyable so it can be more effective. Um, so the only reason I brought that up is sometimes when we record these shows or when I go out and I talk to people at workshops, they say, okay, Andy, well, great. What you're telling me is, is my top five aren't in line with the job that I'm in right now and I'll never really be good at it. So I might as well oh, just no. quit and pursue something else. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, throttle back. Uh, that's not at all what I'm saying. And <laughs> if down the road you feel like you're, you're, you're going to take this information that you have and pursue a different career amazing because now you're looking at that decision and you're making hopefully a well thought out decision through a lens of strengths. It's it's just one of those things where we did learn that. And and, went, and we were speaking with uh, Amar, Amr, correct? Amr. Yeah. I can't roll the tongue <laughs> like that. So when we were speaking with him, he, it was an amazing interview. And he did, he did say strengths finder is like a magic spice. It's like that one thing you add in just gives it that flavor. And you're like, without this, it not, would not be the same. And personally, without strengths in my life, my own progress would not be the same. My own vision of success would not be the same. And 
And uh, it's it's interesting. But my fourth thing, and this is from an interview that we did with the uh, lovely Stephanie Rogers. Her story to me was very inspirational. And, you know, here was a woman and it's episode number 44. So go back and listen. So here's a beautiful woman who just one day says, you know, I have some things are going on in my life that I'm not excited about that I don't really enjoy. I'm going to make a change. And here's another. It took her a long time, though, to make this change and to build up the courage to do this. But she moved out to Hawaii with a friend for how long? I'm not really sure. I think it was like, yeah, yeah, like six months or something like that. And she just recently came back at the start of the new year. But she said, you know, diversity makes us all beautiful. And again, we we want to hang out with, if you look at the C-suite level employees at large corporations, they're all kind of the same. <laughs> you know, The CEO hired a CFO because they had a similar skills or similar interests. The CFO hired a CEO, hired a COO because they maybe have the same skill set. But when we look at strengths-based development, we want that team to be well-rounded. And that calls for diversity. And that's what makes companies beautiful. That's what makes Google exciting to work for. That's what makes some of these other large companies or corporations, they have a line of people wanting to work there because they embrace that diversity. They embrace each individual thread of strength and talent from all those people from all the varied backgrounds. So yeah, the last thing, and not the last by by far, (laughs) my number four, because we restricted ourselves to four here uh, that I learned from our guests is that diversity makes people beautiful. So, so true. I've worked with so many different um, creative people who have felt marginalized in their workplaces. I've also worked with leaders like in the banking industry and in the healthcare industry who would like to see a repeat, kind of like a cookie cutter of one type of person that just puts their head down and works hard. Yep. And I, I have to kind of help both of those two sides to see, you know, the creative people you still have to have a structure. You still have to have, you know, work under policies and procedures and and you can help to develop those, but there still have to be there has to be a guide to get to the point where you're successful as a company. And to the leaders, I I try to remind them that exactly like this, diversity is what makes a team hold on a second. There you go. We're leaving that in the show. <sighs> this is life. Hold on, Andy. Yeah, go ahead. Okie dokie. Sorry, Andy. Yeah, no worries. I got, I got that's how my, uh, my that's why five I year old decided to, to break down because their siblings won't let her in their room. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what happens. I break down sometimes too. So, all right. So, we did five, we did four. Now we're on our three ways that we, Grace and I, have grown because of doing this podcast. And this is, this is a message for anybody out there who thinks about starting their own podcast. You can kind of plug and play my three as you see fit within your particular niche or niche, however you want to say it, or your category of your podcast. But this is how I have grown from just starting thematics. Uh, one, I've been able to learn something new from every single guest and then apply their teachings. I've talked about that before. Two, I have a better understanding of all 34 talent themes. Listen, I'm not the type of guy who sits behind a desk and likes to look at books. And I love to read, but I don't like to go through workbooks and sit there and try to learn everything. If I could learn through osmosis overnight, that would be beautiful. But I'm the type of guy who learns from communicating with others. And this allowed me to get a better, a deeper, and a more intimate understanding of all 34 talent themes. 
And then my third is I've made some awesome friends. I mean, Grace is one Yay. of them, but all of our guests, we basically do try to stay in contact with. I mean, some of them we, we can go months without speaking to, but every once in a while, if I need help from them or they need help from me, we quickly connect and we have that established relationship. We've talked in depth, probably for over an hour, about their, their life's struggles and situation and success stories, and they know all about mine. So it's amazing how close you grow with a guest when you record like a one hour podcast. So those are my three ways that I have personally grown because of starting thematics. Grace, what do you have? Oh man, <laughs> how much time do you have? No, obviously we don't have all day here, but I do want to summarize the incredible amount of things I've learned. It's not just things and knowledge. I've also learned um, just expertise in areas that I've never would have been exposed to otherwise. So when I first came on the show, I just kind of called into Skype and had my earbud really bad quality audio. And I would just kind of talk and ask questions and listen to the guest and kind of interact. But as the weeks went by, um, Andy and I, you, you know, Andy, we, we started to get more into the, the sound engineering behind it. And you explained the, you know, the mechanics of how it works. And there's so much to podcasting that I had no idea. I just thought that you press a record button and then you press another button. It gets uploaded somewhere. <laughs> Yeah. There's so much, so much more to it. So I've learned a crash course in podcasting and also in online marketing. How do you get the word out to tell people that we have the show? Um, I've learned about e authoring an ebook, and I'm still in the process of publishing an ebook with an ISBN number, which is a whole other world. Um, I've learned about how to develop business in ways that were just not part of the way that I'd worked before. And I've just learned so much both from you, Andy, and also from a lot of our guests about specific expertise that I would never have heard otherwise. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm keep still going. going. Keep rocking and rolling. You got two and okay. three. Let's keep going. I've also grown so much with um, in my ability to network. So before being on the show, I was kind of a one-on-one -on -one networker. When I would go to networking meetings, I would just focus kind of on like one person or one particular goal that I had in getting to know people or you know, finding out more about a particular company. But this show has stretched me so much because I have to, I have to get to know not just the guest, but the guests contacts, um, opportunities to network with them on social media, and then to make, uh, you know, to help people to, to know who we are and what we can talk about on the show. It's just been an amazing opportunity to stretch that and my communication and activator strengths have really grown through that. I also learned to balance my ideation and futuristic strengths, which are strategic thinking. I've learned that I have to have time alone, so I can't just be out networking and engaging all the time. And that's been a great lesson to learn. And finally, this show has really been the catalyst for me clarifying the direction of my business. So 19 months ago, I launched Lacanti Consulting, which is a consulting firm. I was working with all sorts of service based organizations. And I worked with the owners of those and the, the high level directors in developing ways that they could engage their employees. And as time went on and I moved to a new state, Washington, um, this show has really helped me to focus more on what it is that I really want to do, what I love doing and what I want out of life. So I've used my strengths um, and I've leveraged those into a whole new direction for my for both my career and my company. So now I focus on healthcare management 
in both training managers to recognize strategic thinking, which is something that I'm very strong in, and also how to engage with their employees and with the patients that they serve. So I've taken my background with my kind of the things that I've learned and my old career, and I've been able to link those together through the show's kind of, you know, encouragement into something that I'm very good at doing with my strengths. So it's been an amazing journey to kind of watch that unfold in this past year. One of the things about this podcast that's cool is if you're trying to build up those communication talents, you want to hone your skills. This is a great way to do it. And it's a comfortable way to do it because it's not you on camera. We record audio only. And it's just a great opportunity for us to sit here and talk and to put your thoughts in order and to share that information with a friend. And it, uh, it really helps me kind of build up my network as well, especially like you yeah. said, through social media. It's so easy to get in touch with people now. Okay. So Andy, let's share a couple things that are like behind the scenes moments, two oh. things that people may not know about the show that are kind of interesting or funny. Yeah, I'll go first. So, <laughs> so these are behind the scene moments that you don't hear as a regular listener of thematics. I often forget to hit the record button. Oh, and that, snap. that happens quite a bit. I have way too many windows open and we get Grace and I start talking to one of the things that we do. And I didn't add this is sometimes some of our best content never gets recorded because it I happens know. when we actually start talking in the beginning. And then I got to stop us and say, Oh, we got to just stop like all three of us, you and I and the guests stop talking now because we need to share this stuff during the podcast. Um, but then there are times where we'll get like a minute, two, three minutes into the conversation. I automatically look up and go, oh, I didn't hit the record button. So no. perfection is definitely, this is not a mastered skill yet. Um, we're getting there. And then my second behind the scene moment is it takes uh, Grace and I, she helps me out. It takes us a I lot of time to get this podcast up and running. You know, Jim Collison, everybody recognizes that name from, from Gallup and the Call to Coach and Theme Thursdays. But Jim Collison is kind of my podcasting mentor. And he put me on to the process that he uses to get his podcast from start to finish. So this is how it goes. We get with our guest. We go ahead and we do the interview. We record it via using Audacity. That's A-U-D-A-C-I-T-Y.com. I'll put those links in the show notes. And then I have to go back and I listen to all that and I edit out some of the long pauses or the ums or um, like today I'll be editing out transparency, right, Grace? Grace had her dryer running and I'm coughing and the kids are crying on her end. <laughs> Pretty Just, much one kid. Yeah, one, yeah. So I'll go through and I'll edit all that stuff out and then I create a data file and then you got to upload it. And boom, bam. So it does take... Per episode, we probably dedicate about um, three to four hours of post-production time until this thing is ready to go out for all of our listeners to hopefully learn from. So this is not just a a quick throw it up against the wall, see if it sticks type of thing. This is something that we dedicate a lot of time to. So I'm glad when we get that feedback from listeners that say, hey, we want you to talk more about individual themes, balconies and basements, or hey, we want you to talk about this. We want you to delve deeper into this because that allows us to kind of refine our and it saves me um, in the editing process so that I know what to leave and what to take out. Oh my goodness, there's so much that people probably don't know about this process. One thing that you may not realize as a listener is that we sometimes record um, a session and we may not release it. Sometimes we've had a, a couple guests that were very nervous and just uh, really couldn't answer the questions fully or hadn't taken the test um, for very long. Like they just learned their results and 
it was a little uncomfortable, but we were, we had to kind of scrap that episode Mm -hmm. and it's not because we didn't like the guest. It's just because it didn't fit the needs of talking about strengths in a deeper way. So what we try to do is to feature guests that really know their strengths and understand um, a lot deeper what, what they've learned through the process of, uh, you know, applying their strengths. And also uh, we've had some no shows, which is frustrating Andy is in the central time zone in Iowa, and I am in the Pacific time zone in Washington State. And sometimes we have scheduling conflicts with guests in other time zones, and other times they just don't show up. Yeah. So it's just been, um, you know, sometimes that can kind of wear on us because we have a lot of other responsibilities. But just part of the process, you just learn from it and try to make the best. Yeah. A couple times, Andy and I have had a no-show, and then we decided to have a uh, – what, what did we record? Some other type of show, right, Andy? <laughs> Who knows what we do? That's how we, we just get lost in conversation, like I'm we've sure. we jumped on... Uh, Lab. I forget what the name is now. Lab. Anyway. Okay. And the last thing for me, the other behind-the-scene moment is that, believe it or not, we don't script everything. <laughs> ah, surprise, surprise. <laughs> we do try to have a format and a, a like a general idea of where we're going with each episode, but... Our resolution for 2016 is to be more intentional with the show's format and also with the content. So you'll be seeing that as you tune in for more episodes. Yeah, amazing. And that leads us right into our number one thing. So we did two behind-the-scenes moments. Now we're talking about one surprising and and exciting piece of news for 2016. I actually have two. And uh, Grace will just have an open conversation about these because it's something we're we're both really excited about. So I took on a new job. Yes. uh, Full-time employment for Andy. And it's one of those things where I really wasn't seeking it out. It just was a position that was offered to me. But how does this work with strengths? Well, I viewed the requirements, the duties and responsibilities of this position that was offered to me through a lens of strength. And now that I'm strengths aware, there's no way that I would have taken it if I knew that I wasn't going to be able to use my talents each and every single day. And when I sat down and I viewed that job description and I spoke with the the hiring official and I told them my top five, we were confident that my strengths were exactly what they were looking for. And it just, it was one of those matches where you just not, could not turn a blind eye to it. It felt too good to be true. Um, so I did say yes. And it's an economic development, which is something that I am passionate about. It's going to help me develop my community. But a lot of the job is fostering relationships. It's going out there and communicating with industry leaders and growing these strategic partnerships. And that's something that I've been doing for free for so long <laughs> um, as a volunteer in my community. Now it's an opportunity opportunity for me to really kick that into overdrive and apply my top five, six, seven, and eight at least in there every, each and every single day. That's so great. I'm really happy for you, Andy. Yeah. So because of that, as a result of now me working 830 to 430, and a lot of times when you listen to podcasts, podcasters are full-time employed and they hustle in the evening to get these podcasts done. So it's going to probably increase the workload a little bit. But one way to counteract that increase in workload is we're going to be switching to a monthly show release. I know everybody's disappointed, but but with Grace being on the West Coast, me being in the Midwest here, two hours time difference, um, we're going to go ahead and do a monthly show. The other thing that we're going to do is we're not going to necessarily stop having guests, but we've heard a lot from our existing listeners that they want to know about certain topics. 
For instance, they want to know, say, I'm in healthcare. How do I use StrengthsFinder to help grow my organization using top five and the individual talents of my entire team? We're going to start covering topics like that that are so specific that we're going to cover it in a, in a unique niche or niche. So we'll be talking exactly about healthcare, exactly about how strengths applies in the chamber of commerce work, nonprofit type stuff. So we're going to try to fine tune our message a little bit rather than just talking generally about strengths-based development. Yeah, part of this came out because um, I have an announcement too. The new direction for my company is also kind of a big announcement for me. Um, I was serving general uh, service-based organizations and industries, and now I've become much more laser-focused in the past few months. My new, my new focus is on healthcare managers in strategy training. So I provide both consulting with like a, a diagnostic tool that helps them to see where they are in comparison to a national standard and also strategy tools for training their managers and their team on how to look at situations from a strategic point of view so that they can get to their goal. And the third way that I am working right now is through speaking engagements, which Andy has taught me a lot about too. I've been booked by different healthcare organizations and and associations to speak on topics like workflow management and how to get along in your team, which is very strengths-based, and also how to deal with difficult patients. That's been a very popular topic lately. And that's a really important one. Patients um, are the heart of any healthcare practice. And when you understand why they are upset about a situation, you can help to uh, fit that uh, that need through different service or a different way of looking at it. So a lot of these soft skills and needs come, I think, from a strengths-based point of view. So I'm really excited to serve my community here in Vancouver, Washington, and other clients all over the U.S. Each individual month, we're going to be trying to focusing on one individual group of people who say, I need something. I got this book, StrengthsFinder 2.0. I'm in healthcare. I'm in chamber of commerce development and management. I'm in the fitness industry. How do I use StrengthsFinder to better myself, my business, and my organization? And we're going to be sharing that stuff every single month. So I'm really excited about this kind of uh, we'll call it Thematics 2.0 uh, being released here in the first one in February because I think it's going to allow us to really reach out to those people who need to hear what we have to say. Yeah. And we'd also love for you, if you're interested in these topics, send us questions, Andy at UnleashedStrengths.com or email me, glaconti at laconticonsulting.com. We'd love to hear your questions or comments or any areas that you'd like us to cover. Um, we'd love to hear your point of view on that so that we can bring that into the discussion. So we're really excited to share this new format with you and can't wait to get some feedback once we start this new topic series. All right, Grace. So in closing, let's just say a quick thank you to all of our past guests and those who have yeah. helped us get to this point. And let's also share, go ahead and share one resolution you have personally, your New Year's resolution for 2016. I'll share mine and then we'll just close it out. Okay. My New Year's resolution for 2016 is to be grateful for the strengths that I have and not try to change myself. So my focus, activator, ideation, input, futuristic, those are my top five. I am the way I am and I'm not going to be changing anytime soon. And um, instead of trying to fight that, I resolve to embrace it and make the best of what I have. I can just say ditto because that's mine as well. <laughs> and I really think not only do I want to embrace the ones that I have, but I want to be able to kind of hone them in. And the public speaking thing is 
for some reason is getting a, a lot of buzz and a lot of people have been asking me to come and speak their events and I want to become a more chiseled, well-rounded speaker that just brings people in and allows them to love strengths-based development and love the message that this whole strengths theory is working. And it's amazing. And it's, even though it's so simple and it's such, it seems like common sense, not enough people are using it and applying it. So that's going to be my 2016 resolution is to really kind of sharpen my own talents. So when I get out there, I can convey a positive message clearly, accurately, and hopefully entertain the masses. Mm -hmm. You certainly do a good job at that, Andy. <laughs> All right, Grace. Well, thanks for joining me. This has been yes. another awesome episode of Thematics. And I'm so excited we took the time to reflect back on 2015 and really reflect back on the life of this podcast. It was a good year, and we're so excited to see what happens in 2016. All right, everybody, make sure you cruise on over to UnleashStrengths.com. Hit that subscribe button. In doing so, you'll get a free copy of the ebook, Five Steps to Kickstarting Your Top Five, written by yours truly. And now you'll get the audiobook as well. And whose voice will you hear reading the book? Mine. That's right. So if you can't get enough of it, you're going to have it twofold in writing and in the audio version. All right, everybody. Like I like to say as we close this out, have a very amazing, productive, uh, just kind of best year ever, 2016. And as always, stay, stay addicted. addicted.